Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Judith Fallon-Reed and welcome to Shelf Life TV, where I have great conversations with Caribbean authors about their lives and books. If you have yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. You'll always know when new episodes are available. The video of this episode is available also on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and check out my website at jfallonreed.com. Also, check out my other podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now it's time to share what's on my shelf. Dr. Sue, Dr. Sue, so good to see you, man. Your color's pretty. Good you... morning, Julie. Yes, I got up this morning as cold as it is here. I'm like, you know what? I am Dr. Sue. I am Susan. I need to bring my energy out. And these are the colors that brings my energy out. They are beautiful oh, yes. colors. Beautiful, beautiful colors. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. You said cold up here. Where are you? I am in Central Florida. I'm okay. in Orlando. And girl, it feel like New York. <laughs> it feel. Did you live in New York at some point? I did. Oh, okay, All I right. did. Okay, did. So I finished high school in New York. Oh, okay. So we'll definitely hear about that then. You know, there's so much people know Doctor Sue, Doctor Sue, and you are on a lot of things, and we've seen your face. But I know a lot of times that we talk to you, we only hear about your books. And we only hear about where you are today. I want to go back a little bit, take our listeners oh. and our audience back a little bit to your beginnings. So I know you were born in Jamaica. Where you, where you come from? You see, Judith, it starts with you. You don't know me. <laughs> All you know is my books. I wasn't born in Jamaica. Okay, there you go. See, so that's something, folks, that we're learning today because all my, it's like how people think I was born in Montego Bay. All my life, I thought she was born in Jamaica. So where you come from? Um, I was born in, in, in London, England. You know, I'm sure you told me that before. Yeah. You it's probably funny. heard it. I have this mantra that used to say, um, I haven't used it lately, um, British by birth, Jamaican by choice, and American by naturalization. <laughs> Okay, yes, you. I have heard it before. Is it is it the little age thing? Is it the little grace? Them gone I inside. Don't, not to worry, darling. Not yeah, to them worry. Inside. But you see, because I'm Jamaican by choice, everything about me is Jamaica. So that's what I exude, and that's what people would see, and that's what they would know. So nothing wrong with that. What? What? How old were you when you left England and went to Jamaica? I left England as a baby, a child, primary school, okay. and um, have three siblings. So three of us were born in England, and my my last one, my sister, uh, my mommy, um, she was born in Jamaica. Okay. And so we grew up there. We were we lived in Manchester. Where in Manchester? Um, the Christiana area. Really? Yes. I have family Those, in Christiana. Yes, family in Christiana. I used to spend a lot of time in Christiana. All right, girl, it needs to talk. So I was just down from um, below, you know, where Homewood is, Homewood Technical mm -hmm. High School. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the area I was in. Okay. Sedberg, to be exact, Sedberg, Christiana. So okay. that's where we grew up. Um, that's where home would have been. And um, so I went, and I went to Knox College. So after okay. primary school, to Knox College. Um, you are here, Homewood School, Miguel. Then after Knox College, <laughs> Mommy, mommy had transferred to um, the other side of the island to, to St. Thomas over in the east. So I went to Moravia High School as well. Wow. Moravia High School for about a year. And then I migrated to the USA and I finished high school in New York. 
So I lived um, in Austin, in New York, upstate New York, and um, that's where I finished high school. Okay, so yes, you are you are definitely a universal person. <laughs> yes, you 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 diversity at its best. You have to claim all of them. Diversity as its best. You are so right. You are so right. So South Florida, because I know you from South Florida, and a lot of my viewers would have known you from South Florida. When did you come to South Florida then, since you came by way of New York? All right. So um, there is another element <laughs> that the card be left off. I didn't come to South Florida via New York. I left New York in the early 80s and I returned to London. So <laughs> that was where um, I spent my formidable young adult years. I grew up in London, did my university there, did, started my career there, did all my theatrics there. Um, so I was um, a professional actress in, in, in London. Um, so people there would know me. <laughs> you see, this is why, this is why on Shelf Life, I not just talk about the books because yes. the books you can find on Amazon or in the store or wherever, but we rarely get to hear about the people who actually write the books. So that is interesting information that so many of us did not have. So, so where the British <laughs> accent, my love, where the British accent, where it gone? I left it. You left it. Um, I, I, I left it because I, I didn't like it much. <laughs> that that's interesting because most people who, especially born or grew up in England, them just cannot seem to leave the accent behind. Hey, they, they they hold on to it, but it wasn't me. It really yeah. was. It really I, was. I so, really um, imagine it. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of left it. Um. But yeah, that, that, that's me, I've been all over. Um, and so Jamaica to, well, two places in Jamaica, Manchester, which is a central part of, mm -hmm. of, of Jamaica, and then over on the East, St. Thomas. Um, then to New York. New York. Then to London. Then to London. And then, and then I left London to here. Okay, you came, then you came to South Florida. All right, so we reached yes. South Florida now, which is where South Florida. most of us know you from South Florida. Just like most of the people who know me, know me from Montego Bay and think I come from Montego Bay, but I don't come from Montego Bay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole nother story like your own. Yes. But um, so you're now in South Florida and you, you just made yourself such an integral part of the community in South Florida. When and how did you pick up back and become involved in writing and becoming Dr. Sue, the Dr. Sue we know. So let me, before you even answer that, make me backtrack a little bit because Dr. Sue is like synonymous with Miss Lou. We know <laughs> we have this absolute love for Miss Lou. How did that come about? Because it has influenced all your writing and your performances. Tell me about your, your connection with Miss Lou because that is what we know in South Florida, is that connection. And then we talk about how that worked into South Florida. Okay. Um, and to get to there, I have to go back a bit. Um, you talk about me growing up in Jamaica and all that, right? I was that student that was never expected to um, excel. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh yes. As accomplished as I may seem to be, believe me, um, based on some of the specialty teachers that I had and stuff, I was 
student that was never expect. Um, barefoot, they're gonna say barefoot and 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 pick me out, but baby father, whatever. That's what they expected. That's what they expected. Some of them even aired it. So I grew up with a lot of insecurities and I grew up um, with some self-esteem problems. Thank God for the parents I had, because had it not been for them, I don't know where I'd be. I'm a siblings, but because of that, I got into writing. Okay. Because I never seemed to fit in, especially mm -hmm. you know, on the playground, you know, there. And um, I, was, I wasn't that academic. And when I say I wasn't that academic to this day, um, Really? Me not, the bright, me not the brightest at the maths and the sciences, but give me the arts. And, you know, growing up in Jamaica, growing up in Jamaica, it's all about the sciences. Doctor, lawyer, teacher, yeah, yeah. And that end with her. And I, I think, and I wasn't, I, I used to think I wasn't heard. And when I say to people that, you know, that my, my brain isn't, isn't wired for that. Mm-hmm. And then make it worse, I, I, I passed the common entrance if, and, and I went to a school that was very steeped in the sciences. And again, you know, I, I, I never really fit in. So I found that when I was in Jamaica, I was one of those persons who, one of those students who tended to have been part of all the extracurricular activities because that's where I found a sense of purpose. So if a choir me, I sing. If a drama me, I drum. <laughs> it explains why we why we get along so much because I was good at the science, sciences as well. I could have become a doctor, lawyer, teacher, whatever. But the arts is where my heart was. And like you, if if there was a bus leaving that school to go to any festival event, any I was festival. I represent the school in a dance for festival, but recital and speech and all that kind of thing. So that was me. And that's where I found my sense of purpose. Mm. And again, I, because I speak of the insecurities I had and stuff, I used to end up writing a lot. But I never wrote. Um, my life, as you will hear, has been very providential. I can't say to you at any stage, I said, um, I want to be a X or I want to be a Y. My life just evolved. Yes, and um, I know that feeling. I know that feeling too well. Please, and I think somebody who has an interest in the arts and like a creative part will understand that. Mm -hmm. um, so I never set out to be the next doctor, nurse. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just allowed the things that I like mm -hmm. and love to become an integral part of it. Mm -hmm. So yes, the writing. I used to write, not thinking that I, I never ever imagined that I would uh, aspire to have a book, let or, alone three. Let alone, let alone three. Um, started to write. When I moved to, uh, when I was in Morad Bay, um, oh gosh, that was a period I never spoke about either. I had gone to Morad Bay um, and was at Morad Bay all age for, for a term. And they had an island-wide um, essay competition. Mm -hmm. And I entered and I won for that region. So, of course, um, the prize was we had to go to um, King's House to have luncheon and nice. get what it was a big to do. But that's when I really started to find that, you know, again, it was my passion. Me write. Mm -hmm. Me just write. And I just started writing. Fast forward. Left um, and went to the States. I didn't get much into any of my creative side when I was in the States, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, but then when I left in the early 80s and went to um, 
went back to London, London. Mm -hmm. I got steeped into the Jamaican community. Okay. Of course, I had tons of cousins there. And one of the things too, um, Judy, that was so funny, coming from Jamaica um, and the way we grew up, you know, again, you'll talk battle when you're out on the playground or whatever, right. don't take it into the home mm -hmm. and don't take it into the, 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 the schools. That's no. So Patois is not something that I had really embraced. Mm -hmm. And the only time I probably ended up talking the broken English and such was when I had the opportunity to do like the recitals, like a right. Miss Lou poem, something ah, like that. So and that's how you got it. into Miss Lou because she gave you the permission to do it. She gave me the permission to do it. But um, I didn't do it much again in Jamaica, except for like when I did a festival mm -hmm. um, presentation or something. When I went to London, um, I had all these cousins there, Judith. Never been to Jamaica in them life. And them talk more patwa than me. Than you. <laughs> and I'm like, no, sir, something wrong. <laughs> and um, I'm there and I'm around them and everywhere I go, it's just patwa, patwa. And again, there to my phone that the Jamaicans embraced it so much because they had to identify themselves yes. from the other um, Black communities there, right. the Africans than the other Caribbean islands. So they just went to it. So girl, I was in heaven. And now my path was so more authentic than theirs because it is a real thing. <laughs> I was always asked to speak and if they're having any um, event or so, they would invite me to come. And I, of course, then the only thing I had to um, fall into was to do a Miss Lou. Miss Lou. So, I was always going to events and doing a Miss Lou, be it a private event or a community event and doing Miss Lou and Miss Lou. And, and, you, um, and you do a very, very, very good Miss Lou. Excellent, oh, Miss Lou. She, she would be so proud of the job that you have done because we really have, we really know you. Really. In addition to your regular writing, doing Miss Lou and doing tributes to Miss Lou. Make me fast forward a little bit to your books before we don't even get to talk about the books. <laughs> So your first book, um, first book was influenced by Miss Lou. I am Jamaica. Ode to Miss Lou. Oh, Ode to no, Miss Lou the first one. one. Right, Ode to Miss Lou. Ode to Miss Lou is the first one. This book, no. Um, I got to my 50th birthday, and I'm one of those persons, so I'm big on my birthday. And if you're mm -hmm. a real good friend of mine, you'll know that. Don't yeah. let my birthday pass. Yes, okay. So, and I usually try to do something meaningful for my birthday, meaningful for friends, family, party, whatever. Got to 50 and it was such a milestone. And I'm like, what can I do for my 50th? And um, I had like four months to decide. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I need to have a legacy piece. And it so happened that it was in Jamaica's 50th, when Jamaica was celebrating their 50th year. We're, we're both independence babies. <laughs> But I'm celebrating my 50. And so, um, and I think it was my friend David in talking to him. I'm like, we don't, we don't publish some of your poems. But I'm like, oh my God, those, they're not fit for publishing. And, you know, we talked it through and everything. And then um, I had so much work. I had so, so I decided, okay, let me do 50 pieces. So you'll find in the book, there are 50 pieces for my 50th, celebrating Jamaica's 50th. Nice. Um, and these pieces went way back to some of them were writings from Jamaica days. Good. Nice. It's, a great book. it's a great book, by the way, people, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't read it, if you haven't gotten it, you need to get it. It's a really good book. <laughs> Thank you. And they're all dated. So you'll see that. So we'll know exactly when they were mm -hmm. written and all of that. And you can see the evolution in your writing as okay. you read through the book. You can see the evolution in your writing. And then the second one, 
the second book, which is I Am Jamaica. Yes. Now, this one again, talk about Providence. Not planned. I used to do a radio slot um, on Saturdays called um, Culture Corner with Dr. Sue. Mm -hmm. And what I used to do then was read from my books. Well, from my book, because at the time I only had this one. So I used to read from my book. And then viewers would sometimes, or you know, the listeners would call in and ask for something else, and I don't have anything. But I am, I've come to realize how gifted I am. I can just write on the spot, you mm -hmm. know, like, okay, it's my sister's birthday. I'm in the name Jean. So I'll write a quick poem for Jean. <laughs> and um, every time we had um, a Jamaica um, occasion, like right. be it independence or something, I would on the spot write something for that occasion. Right. And then when 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 the radio slot finished, I realized I had all these pieces of paper with all these writings that I did, you know, on Saturdays. And again, I thought, okay, well, I just throw them out. And so since they're book. all related to Jamaica, I thought put it together. So I put together the book, I Am Jamaica. So most of the poems in here are from that and they speak to Jamaica. Stick a pin right there because I'm going to ask you to do a piece. I I, I don't know which piece you prepared, but I am Jamaica <laughs> is a is a beautiful piece. So would okay. you mind just dropping that for you us? Want me to drop that yeah, right drop it, man. All right. right. The, the, the title piece, which is called I Am Jamaica. It's like I am Jamaica. I am Jamaica, my team to declare. I am Jamaica, shout it out in the ear. I am Jamaica, whether me they are yard or abroad. I am Jamaica, and they have my umbilical card. I am Jamaica, cause I choose to be. I am Jamaica, naturalized and free. I am Jamaica, uh, semi-standing tall. I am Jamaica, it take no to make me fall. I am Jamaica, weird. <laughs> You know, hear about me. I am Jamaica. I defy all possibility. I am Jamaica. When me good, me good bad. I am Jamaica. When me bad, me bad good. I am Jamaica. Me are the black, green, and gold. I am Jamaica in body, spirit, and soul. I, I, I. Of course, I, 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 and I, I, I feel it. I feel it because I, like you, I feel like I am Jamaica. Like everything about me says Jamaica. Everything I say, everything. When you see me, you're not supposed to have any doubt at all. When you meet me, who may yes, be? Who may be? Who may be? Who, who may represent? Be? You know, and if me have to look on you and go, you know me, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I, I love that. I love that point because it is everything that we are and it says so much about us. And I feel it because that's how I feel. I, like you, I would say most of what I do relates to Jamaica. Uh, whenever I launch a new book, I have to go to Jamaica. Whenever I do mm -hmm. anything, Jamaica mm -hmm. is on my mind. I work with the kids there. I, it's always about Jamaica. So I, I totally get that love that you have for our culture and for who we are as Jamaicans. So you recently launched a new book, mm -hmm. which is a little different from the others. Oh, yes. Completely different from the others. Living the hip life. And um, hip, hip is such an interesting word because hip was one of those words that we used to use back in the day. Mm -hmm. And we say we hip, so it kind of um it kind of tell our age that we <laughs> understand what it means to be hip. <laughs> so this particular book is different in what way? Well, the the first two books are books of poetry, mm -hmm. 
This is actually um, a story. And it's a story of a mother as told by me, her daughter. My mom passed away sadly two, two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, over that period, um, just hearing the, the, the feedback from people and about who she was and what she was, not that I didn't know, but yeah. sometimes you just think it's, it's just here. It's just with you and the siblings. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't extend out. Um, I just realized, and the words that kept coming up every time people spoke of her and what she did was either humble, mm -hmm. intentional, mm -hmm. or prepared. That's the hit. Hip, okay, humble, intentional, prepared. Humble, gotcha. intentional, or prepared. Okay, gotcha. So living a hip life. So the book now, I put together the story of mom, but what I want for readers to take away is not this story. It's not a boy. It's, it's a story that is telling a concept through her life. Right. Hip is something that can be applied to any of us, to any situation. Mm -hmm. And that is what I would love readers to take away from it. Yes, it's telling mommy's story, but you know, saying, okay, this is what she did. This is all this. This is why they thought she was. But there's humble. purpose to it. But there's lots of purpose. To yes. It. All right, I'm going to ask you to read a short, short little piece. Give them a little taste because they need to get the book. Give them a taste. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to give them a taste because it's going to be so odd. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the intro, part okay. of the intro to them. So that this works. will give them an understanding. It says, why read this book? Head, why read any book? Because this book you see is not just a book. This is a compelling narrative of an extraordinary life, a valuable resource, a personal directory, and an important legacy piece. This book, it captures wisdom and tenacity of a human who carved out a pathway that provided inspiration, guidance, and a legacy for your loved one immeasurably. This book will show you how one woman lived and loved and challenged you to emulate her life. There will be the opportunity for you to reflect on your own life. This book will get you to understand that not only is it okay to live a purposeful life, but that we should. In fact, we should aspire to live humbly, intentionally, and preparedly, live a hip life. Again, this book explores the pragmatic balance of living a wholesome, faithful, faithful life while preparing for life's changes and legacy preservation. Life changes, be it as planned, as a professional or residential move, be it unplanned as an accident or this COVID pandemic or a final death. This book is about helping us and our loved ones to celebrate and appreciate the newness that can be brought about physically, spiritually, and relationally when we strive to be hip. Live a hip life, humble, intentional, and prepared. Wow, that is beautiful. That is so beautiful. And it, you know, I I love, I read a lot like you and most writers, we, we read a lot. To be able to write well, you really have to be a reader. And I like books that tell a story, but have more purpose and more meaning to it than just the story. You know, there's so much more to learn from it. And I think it's wonderful that 
I, I just so you know, I'm also, I've actually also started writing a book about my mother's life. And it's, it's, I think I got the first few words down <laughs> because it, there's so much to it. There's so I, much. So yeah. much. I get the passion. And I think it's wonderful when we can document the lives of our forerunners, our foreparents, our parents, grandparents, whoever, because we have gotten to the place where we understand what they were doing. Yes. You know, we understand who they really are. Because that is something that when you're growing up, you think them just miserable or you think them just, you know, tell enough to do something because them don't want you to do it or whatever. But when you get to that place where you can honestly appreciate what it is that your parents were doing, who they were and how hard they must have worked to give you the life you have, mm -hmm. you had mm -hmm. with very little. Right. And it's a, it's a beautiful little. thing. So one last thing I want to touch on is the Jamaican Poets Tour. So you have been with us on that tour at least one time. You're there in spirit every time. <laughs> we're looking forward to doing that again. What are you, what are your plans in terms of the future and things that you want to be involved with? Because I'm sure the Poets Tour is something that I know you want to be involved with. And I know okay. you're going to put it on your calendar. And yes, I brought it up because I want people to understand that you are very active outside of what you do for you, that yes. people understand that you are giving back. What are some of the plans you have for the future? Ah, oh, it's so wide open. Well, for one, you know, I have um, a, a foundation, the Dr. Sue Charitable Foundation, which um, gives back to the community in a sense, so in its own little way, mm -hmm. because Dr. Sue believes in the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. I believe in, you know, affecting one, one, one person. I can't save the world, but if I can save one person or one thing. So it's about the little, the incremental. So I try to reach out. So um, a lot of what I do feeds back into that, but I'm open, especially with this book now, um, Living a Hip Life, once right. people have read it, inviting me out to speak to the right. concept of being hip and how we can apply to them. So that is something I'd really love an opportunity to, to do as a product is to build, um, you know, discussion pieces right. and, and organizations around this concept. Um, continue to do my poetry, continue to write, continue. My, 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 my passion is young people, children. Yes. yes. So um, to feed into them. Mm -hmm and reach out to them as best as I can. So whatever opportunity I have to work with young people, okay. be it mentoring, be it um, helping them with their writing, be, in whatever capacity. I'm always Auntie Sue. I'm, you know, I'm Dr. Sue to some, but I'm Auntie Sue Auntie to Sue. <laughs> Well, Auntie Sue, I have some work for you coming up soon with some young people. So <laughs> you can keep your ears open. I will be calling on you. Boy, it has been wonderful, wonderful talking to you. I'm telling you folks, you have got to check her out. If you don't already know her, and I'm sure most of the people I'm talking to know her, check her out. Dr. Sue Shinim, Google her. Google is, <laughs> Google is the great finder of all things. Um, and just My check name out. is Suzanne Lissette Davis. Thank you. Yes, Dr. AKA. Suzanne Lissette Davis. You got to check her out. Dr. Sue, thank you so much for being on Shelf Life. And I look forward to working with you closely again on things like the Poets Tour and just when sure. COVID don't keep. 
Yes, when COVID, COVID don't keep. And all while it keep me there because I'm not doing everything virtual. Just reach yes, out. It's all virtual. Whatever I can do. Thank you so much. Much blessings. Thank Stay you. Safe, and catch yes. you next time. Walk good. And may a good doppy walk with you. Walk with you. Blessings, my friend. <laughs> all righty. Well, we've come to the end of another shelf life and what a wonderful woman, what a wonderful chat I had with Dr. Sue. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Join me again next week, same place, same time for some more shelf life. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. The video of this interview is available on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Visit my website at jfallonreed.com and you can download your copy of my free audiobook, Time and Seasons. And remember to subscribe to my other podcast, Exchanging Pain for Praise.